Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for downloading the show. G'day. I'm Osha Ginsberg. This is Better Than Yesterday. This is a bi-weekly podcast that hopes to, mel- hopes to help you make today a little bit better than yesterday. That's it. Something that you hear on today's show will help you make today just that little bit better than yesterday. I've been here since 2013. I'm here every Monday with a guest and every Friday I'm here with you. That's it. So if you want to listen to more shows, there's heaps more shows. <laughs> Dive on in. Thanks to the support we've been getting around Idle Australians, uh, really appreciating it very, very much. That's another podcast I'm doing with James Matheson at the moment. It's great, going great, and I'm really grateful for the, those of you who have uh, written to me about it. If you haven't checked it out, search for Idle Australians, I-D-L-E Australians in the same podcast app that brought you here. Just quickly uh, to check in with you today, um, I wanted to talk about... Well, basically, so Kirk Docker is on the show on Monday. Kirk Docker is the creator, executive producer, head honcho, lead interviewer, amazing man who created You Can't Ask That, an episode of which I was on this week, and I'm very grateful to have been been on it. But that did, there was some, in, in the last week or so, particularly with this new podcast with Jimmy, I've been doing a bunch of interviews to try and, you know, promote the show and, you know, getting things out there. And I wanted to talk to you about boundaries because, it became evident to me that maybe not it's maybe not be maybe it's not out there really about how do you how do you keep good boundaries around your trauma all right there was a moment that happened to me this other week i was talking to this journalist and um if you've read my book i wrote it was a very personal book i was very open and i wanted to share 
as much my origin story as I could to help other people who may have had similar stories understand what might happen if they, you know, don't see the signs and take the steps they need to take to hopefully get better. So it was important that I wrote about some of the things that happened to me, which were quite uncomfortable. But I wrote about it because it's my book and I was, you know, in the same way that I'm about to right now, I was able to choose how I shared it, choose when I shared it and choose how it was presented. And at the time I was in a, a headspace to do so and I took all the right precautions beforehand and then I did all the debriefing and stuff afterwards because it's not like you just pull that sort of stuff out of the box and everything's fine for the day. You can really fuck you up. And similarly, I'm in a, I, I knew I was wanting to talk to you about this today, so I therefore I have done everything I need to do now to make sure that I'm okay to talk about it and I will. there's a bunch of stuff I'm going to do after this to make sure that I'm going to be safe later on. But the very short version is, and I won't go into too much detail, the very short version is that I wrote about this in my book that something happened to me in the pool with the much bigger kid. It was something quite awful of a sexual nature. And I wrote about it in my book. Uh, I went into much greater detail in my book. It was so uncomfortable to talk about that I couldn't talk about it when I did a live show based upon the book. So Mike Mills, who makes all the, sh- all the music for this show, Mike helped me write a song so I could sing about it. And because I can't act and I didn't want to talk about it. So, but it was important to put it in there. So I sang a song about it. So in this interview the other day, this particular journalist, someone that I believe would know better, not only ask me about it, but then started to draw their own conclusions and make their own assessments of what that did for my life and, you know, start to, you know, use that thing that happened to me for, I guess, basically to try and get almost like a sensationalist moment out of it. And it was a fucking awful feeling, man. It was a horrible feeling. It was an awful, awful, awful feeling. Because the moment that this person opened their mouth and mentioned it, completely out of the blue, I was, I was, there's no way that I knew it was coming. Boom, I was right back in the pool. Right back in the pool, the moment they mentioned it. I felt the same feelings in my body. The whole thing, it was completely unawares. I was transported back to that horrible moment from when I was a kid. And look, to be fair on me, I don't know if you believe in karma, but, you know, I don't know if I believe in karma either. But look, I have asked fairly famous people some fairly curly questions um, that breached boundaries when I didn't know better uh, a long time ago. I'm very different now, but I I guess I kind of had it coming. Um, um, But I know a lot better now not to ask those kind of questions, but... Um, thankfully we, I was able to go, hang on a second. And I had a moment to explain to this person why it, that is an absolutely not okay thing to ask somebody. Um, this person said, well, hang on, you wrote about it. I thought, cause it was out there. You'd be fine talking about it. This person apologized, but I wanted to talk to you about that. This concept of just because someone has identified or disclosed something to you, just because you know this because they've, they've talked about it doesn't mean that you can bring it up with them whenever you want. Try, I guess, try to understand that they may have disclosed, they may have talked about it just to make it easier so people can understand what's going on with them. For example, someone you know may not like to be touched at all physically. And if they just you know, come out to you and say, listen, I had a, a really horrible assault when I was younger and as a result, I don't like being touched. Doesn't mean that you can just go, 
So when you've got assaulted, tell me about like, you can't fucking do that. All right. This person's shared with you enough information for you to know when they've felt strong and powerful enough to share, but then it's not for you. It's not information that you can use. Try to understand that when they bring it up, like I was trying to explain to you before, there's all kinds of things that have gone on beforehand. Before the words exit my mouth, I mean, I wrote some notes that I want to talk to you about today. I prepared myself. I knew I was going to talk about what was going on. As I'm speaking to you, the, the flashbacks are happening in my head. I've got a whole bunch of stuff planned for the next couple of hours. I know how I'm going to get out of this. But whoever, if they've mentioned it to you, there's a whole bunch, a bunch of work that goes up to that moment. They've worked themselves up to it. They're in a safe headspace. They feel okay. They feel empowered. They feel able to have this conversation and they know that there's some aftercare happening afterwards. Just because it's out there now doesn't mean that you can talk about it anytime you want. Even on the show, even on the show, you can't ask that. I mean, I drove to the road, my motorbike to the ABC, knowing that I was probably going to talk about some pretty personal shit that day. So I was already in headspace. I knew it was coming. So I was ready. So I would say to you, like, whoever it is that you know, whether they, you know, it's someone who has been in a traumatic car accident where people got horribly injured or perhaps died, someone who's missing a limb, someone who's lost a kid, someone who's lost a parent, someone who's a survivor of a sexual assault, a survivor of suicide, even if you were standing next to them when it happened, it's not for you to just bring up whenever you want. I guess try to understand that for you to bring it up with them, that's something to do to make you feel better. All right. It's not going to make them feel better. If they want to talk about it, they will talk about it. You need to read the room. Okay. If you absolutely must talk about it, you can ask and you can start obtuse. You can, you know, are you open to talking about something that happened a while ago? Are you okay if we talk about what happened? If they're not, that's it. That's it. You leave it. Their trauma is not there to be exploited for your personal gain. Like I said, even if you were standing right next to them when it happened and you'd like to feel better about the situation so you want to discuss it with them, understand that you are really exploiting their boundaries by asking them to go there if the only person who benefits that conversation is you. All right? Like in this interview, the only benefit that was going to happen out of that conversation was that a particular person was going to get some sensationalist moment for their particular outlet. And there's no fucking way that that part of my life, that thing that happened to me, is theirs to do that with. And I know there's people in your life that you know stuff about, but I just, I, I just, you know... Just because you may have even been obtusely involved in the situation doesn't mean you can talk about it with them whenever you want. You need to ask them and you need to be understanding that when you do bring it up, if they're not prepared, that can blow them out for hours, days even. And yet you have to understand that, that you know, trauma often is incredibly, the memory is incredibly visceral and very, very real and super lucid and you feel it in your body and you're right back there. You can smell the smells and feel the touches and you, it's, it's there and it's like it's happening again. And if you're not prepared for it, like, and this is after the fuckloads of work that I've had to do, you know, if you're not prepared for it, it can really ruin your day. All right. So 
I guess, you know, it's like the celiac society says, if in doubt, leave it out. Just because they've said it out loud, just because they've identified, doesn't mean that it's yours to talk about whenever you want. And um, I think, you know, that's, that's really important. I think it's, <laughs> more people should know about this. No, more people. You'd think it'd be common sense. But like I said, like on a show, like you can't ask that. You understand, like that's the premise of the show. These are the questions that you generally don't ask, but people sit in those chairs, read those cards, knowing these are these kind of questions. So they're prepared for it. They know it's going to happen. And Kirk, who produces the show, is very, very good about what happens once the camera starts rolling and debriefing to make sure everyone is cool before they leave the room. But I just thought I'd put that in there, into the public sphere this week, because I, I, I felt it's an important conversation to put out there. And if you are that person who has been used to people asking and you are just opening up your mouth and responding because you think, oh, I don't want to, you know, I want to please people, I want to let them know, I want to respond, fucking don't. You can say, if it's okay with you, I'd rather not discuss that right now. If it's okay with you, that's very, that's very painful for me to, to recall. I'd rather not talk about it. It's fair enough. That's it. You don't have to. That's it. You're done. Did you see those Broncos? <laughs> they finally lost by not much. Um, you know, what did they do letting go of Wayne Bennett? Whatever you want to talk about, you know. But it's important for you to keep boundaries. And it's often, you know, and this is for you and your therapist to work through is like boundaries for trauma survivors is a tricky one and you've got to be you've got to be on that you've got to be absolutely on that to keep yourself protected over the uh the rest of your life particularly if there is evidence of your trauma just by looking at you whether it be uh, some sort of visible scar or or a limb but yeah i hope that helps i hope that makes sense i wanted to talk about that yeah Anyway, I mentioned a few times uh, Monday's episode and I'm really excited about it. Uh, Monday's show is with Kirk Docker. You probably don't recognize the name, but Kirk Docker created and is the executive producer of You Can't Ask That, a multi-award winning television show that is on the ABC and is now in its sixth season and is in 32 countries, 32 international versions of You Can't Ask That. He's an incredibly powerful show. Basically, people, misunderstood people, the premise is misunderstood people from our community sit on a stool, pick up a card, and read a question that is possibly a very obvious question, um, but the kind of question that you would never ask at a dinner party. Anyway, it's a really good show, and I get right to the bottom of of it and and Kirk is a fantastic storyteller and brilliant at what he does and I couldn't be more grateful that he took the time to be on the show with me so if you've uh, ever been a fan of that show and want to know more about it and more about the man who made it and the reasons why he made it and they're very good I hope you check it out if you need me send us your email at gmail.com that's where you can find me until Monday ask nicely <laughs> sleep well and dream of beautiful things 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 